practice. It's never been science, Mitchell. It's God and practice. Welcome to the third episode of Neon Valley. It's been practice. What? Whoa! Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> I like it how long it took you to... Yeah, man. We're here. We're doing it. Uh, thank you for joining us. Are you ready? Are you? I didn't mean to spring this. Are you? Are you ready? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, if we're doing it, we're doing it. Yeah. No, it's too late. We're live, baby. We are ready to go. I want to thank you all for joining us again on the third episode of Neon Valley. Uh, I want to start off this episode just like every episode where we go over some previous comments from the last podcast. This last one was left by YA username. He said, 10 out of 10 podcast, but I have one problem with it. Oh boy, here it comes. How did you talk about the Game Awards and not once mention Bill Clinton kid? Okay, this is fair. Uh, we did. We did talk about it. Um, yeah, we, we talked about it for a good couple of minutes, but there, uh, the last episode we recorded was a good, like, over an hour and 45 minutes, hour and 50 minutes, I think we talked, and I wanted to cut it down a bit. So there were some things I cut out. That happened to be one of those things. And I feel like everyone on the internet kind of bled it dry anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. talked about it. Yeah, it was like we all knew the the meme, you know, the guy. It's it, if you don't if you don't know and you're listening to this, just this kid came on stage at the Game Awards after Elden Ring won, and essentially, like, ha, like bombarded the mic after their speech and was just like, said he wanted to, <laughs> what did he say? He wanted to nominate this award to his uh, newly reformed Orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton. Um, and I'm just trying to think, I'm oh, trying to remember that off. Yeah. I'm trying to remember that off the top of my head. Uh, by the way, you sound a little far away from the microphone, Mitchell. Are you? Oh, is this, is, is a, that, uh, this oh, better? that is leaps and bounds better. Uh, so yes, we did, we did talk about it. We did cut it out though, which I guess does kind of segue me a little bit into, uh, my mention of the Patreon, it is not quite up and running yet. Who knows? Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it might be. Uh, check the description. I'm not sure. But uh, we will be soon setting up a Patreon for the Neon Valley. We, we're we not really rushing to it because we're not really using this as like a financial thing necessarily, you know, at least for me. You know, I, that's not what I was looking for necessarily. This is how I pay my bills, Tyler. <laughs> Do not fuck this up for me. <laughs> Do not ruin this for us. Um, but we know that there's ways that we could probably, like, get some of the fans and listeners who want to hear some behind-the-scenes stuff or some extra things they haven't heard before. Um, they can, Or they can get the episodes early. Like, we're going to have stuff like that. Uh, Live stream events? Yes. Uh, specific Patreon podcasts. So we're hoping, like, once a month at least... We'll record like a specific podcast, like at least of a half an hour for just the Patreon. Um, but these are just a few ideas we've been tossing around. Like I said, it's not even live yet. So we'll keep you guys updated when it is. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was kind of a easy way to segue out of that. Mitchell, help me out. I'm floundering here. Uh, do we have some questions? That's what I'm here for. Yeah, we're going to go over some questions now. And uh, I guess we haven't talked about it, but... I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays oh, because this is our holiday special. Yes, it fucking yes, it is, Mitchell. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, I was kind of wondering when you were going to introduce that, so I figured this is as good a time as any. Yeah, I'm sorry that I, I literally hyped myself up 
leading up to this, I was kind of like, man, I'm going to make this like the big old holiday special. I'm going to talk about how it's the big, and I literally didn't say a goddamn word about it. Yes. This single, is- I, and I, I didn't want to steal your thunder. Um, <sighs> but this one's for all you ho-ho-hos out there. Please steal my thunder anytime you need to. Just do not touch my lightning. Okay. Uh, do it. <laughs> Captain America. Anyway, uh, that's a good music video. Uh, so, <laughs> I guess we should shout that out. Yeah, what is what is the what's the Cal name? Scrubby. Cal Scrubby. Cal Scrubby. Yeah. Uh, his music video, Captain America, would highly recommend. Maybe we'll do like a, a find an independent artist uh, thing eventually, mm. and just kind of say, hey, just check out this artist. They have a, a really cool thing that stood out to us artistically. That's a good idea. You know, even for the listeners out there, if you have an artist that you feel is like underrated, super under listened to, um, you know, along the lines of like Drake. Uh, Skrillex, you yeah. know, these kind of people. You know, these obscure kind of artists if that you, really yeah. don't get their shot. Nicki Minaj, yeah. Katy Perry, those kind of people. Send them our Eminem. way. Uh, who? who? Eminem. The candy? I think that's how it's pronounced. Aluminum? The ca- the foil? No, anyway, no, no. You're confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but yeah, absolutely. Send uh, some underground artists our way and maybe we'll start a segment. That's That sounds awesome. Just have like a, a spotlight, an artist spotlight segment. I love I love that idea. Yeah. Um, even try to get permission from them. We can stream like 30 seconds of their song on the podcast or something. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, oh yeah, that'd be super cool. All right, cool. So yeah, Merry, Merry Holidays. You guys just got a, a new segment. You're welcome. Fucking Merry Christmas. Hell yeah. That's, that's your <laughs> Christmas present. Christmas present, guys. You're welcome. Uh, no, we do. Oh, before you do the questions, though, and I don't know if you were going to do this. I don't mean to steal your thunder because uh, I had this listed yeah. before my question, so I don't know. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, let's get into that. I did want to shout out. We are a world-renowned podcast, Mitchell. Yes, we gone, we've gone international. We've gone global. Um, and I feel bad yeah. if this is someone in our Discord or someone using like a VPN or something. <laughs> We just, we're just like touting this as like, I've put, I put world renowned podcast in our subreddit, by the way, because we can say that (laughs) we have been renowned within the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We want to shout out. We apparently have a listener in Belgium, uh, I believe Brussels specifically. Maybe I should look that up before I say that. Yes. Brussels. I was right. So yeah, we, uh, we have two listens. They've listened to the podcast the first day. They've come out both times. We appreciate that. I have a feeling it's someone in the Discord, but I guess we'll find out after this episode comes yeah, out. I find out it's my VPN. <laughs> so anyway, you want to lead us into some questions here? All righty. So top best and worst holiday movie. Ooh, who's this from? So let's start. Let uh, this is from Gerbils. So shout out Gerbils. Okay, always okay. coming with great questions. So let's start with the worst. What's your worst holiday movie, or the one that just infuriates you? Um, a- any, any like Netflix rom com holiday movie kind of just drives me up the wall. <laughs> you know. Like the, That's uh, fair. I think there's like the My Christmas Prince or something. There's like my, you know, Audrey, my girlfriend, she's watched quite a few of them. I think she has a, she watches them almost every year they come out and she knows they're trash. It's fine. But it's, you know, we all have our guilty pleasures. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a specific one. Do you have a specific one in mind? Cause I, I can't, those just stick out so much every time I think of trash Christmas movies. Yeah. For me, 
see see because i feel like i don't have a high expectation of christmas movies mm, yeah uh, because i mean it's 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 an easy premise it is it's christmas it's hard to and, fuck okay up. so so this this kind of ha i have to think i have to segue something that i i thought about and i didn't want to talk about until we were on the podcast okay what makes it what makes a christmas movie a christmas movie versus them just mentioning christmas in a movie uh i think it's a vibe 100 percent. okay you know like i know that's a bad answer because that's kind of just being like oh you just have to feel it you know it's like the old uh it's like that the old fucking judge who was doing the porno case and he's like i don't i can't describe what porn is but i know it when i see it it's like oh thanks yeah, dude yeah <laughs> that we, totally helps us understand yeah. what we're looking for we have to run every fucking movie by you specifically now but no um yeah it's i feel like it's just a vibe right like like i'll admit i think i'm a little on the fence about uh die hard being a christmas movie i'm not one of those gung-ho people when it comes to that you know uh, I, I, but it, it, again, I think maybe it has to do with when you've seen it. Like, for example, for me, I consider Harry Potter movies, Christmas movies, but I think it's only because they came out in December of every year or like late November or something like that. Yeah. Cause for me, Christmas happens, but okay. We won't go too much into it now. Gremlins, the mm. entire thing is taking place during Christmas. Yeah. There's Christmas it, music. Oh, one day out of this whole year, we're celebrating the Christmas, you know, whatever. So because of that, that's where I wouldn't consider the Harry Potter movies Christmas movies. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I can understand that. Like I said, like, I consider it that, but it's really a fucked up thing for me. Like, I even consider, like, the Dead Rising, like, the game series. I consider those Christmas games, even though <laughs> they're not. Right, you're a little bit more loose with your... Uh... <laughs> your interpretation i'm gonna say <laughs> but I, i'm using okay, my own so now, personal because i i know they're not actually like i think dead rising 4 actually does take place only on christmas so there's my defense but all the other games i i realized they, they, they don't it, i yeah i i think though that it is a vibe when it comes to genuinely describing something as a christmas movie because i'll admit yes harry potter is not a christmas movie you know but well, okay. I know we're not on the Gremlins conversation yet, but do you consider that a Christmas movie having now seen it? Yes, because Fuck the yes. majority of the movie took place during Christmas. Um, Christmas played a part in the the reason that the things were happening in the story. Again, not to get into it too much. So there exactly. was enough impact from Christmas to make it a Christmas movie. Yes. We're still dancing around the question, though. What... what... <laughs> so, so, okay but now we have a basis of when we say christmas movie these yes. are the movies we're going to consider okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and now that i have that information i have absolutely no idea what i would say because <laughs> best uh, is easiest to answer I okay think, so there's, right? there's one that came to mind but i don't know if it was just because i didn't care for it versus oh i think this is a bad christmas movie i think it was on cartoon network it was the christmas or christmas Grandma got ran over by a reindeer animated uh, cartoon movie. I feel like I know what you're talking about, and it was bad. <laughs> I, for some reason, I just remember watching it being like, I, uh, not a fan. I'm going to say yeah. it. Not a fan. Oh, do you remember the, uh, I, there's some people who don't think it's that bad, and it's not, it's not like awful, but the, um, the Jim Carrey Christmas story. 
No, I, I think don't think it, I saw is that. It called, it, it's his Ebenezer <clears throat> Scrooge thing. It's like the animated one where he's like the, you know, like the old man and he plays Scrooge. Oh, I have no idea what you're referring you, to. You, no, you, hold on. No, hold on. I'm, I'm going to send a screen. You've never seen what this? What planet hold is on. from? Um, yeah, A Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's just called They're A Christmas Carol. Up animals. I can't believe you don't remember this movie. Hold on. Nope. Not at all. Not a shred of a neural <laughs> synapse that made any connection towards what you said and any prior memories. Well, maybe this will help. That's that's where I'm at at life. Here, this is a promotional poster. You don't remember that that old fuck that old man, that old fuck. Okay, I remember the photo. I don't remember <laughs> watching the movie. Tell me why this also looks like a Christmas version of Oh, what was the book series? A series of unfortunate events. Oh yeah, well just cuz Jim Carrey I mean, played. It's, it's probably because it's him. So, Olaf. you know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Uh but yeah, no. It, it's bad. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I, I, would, I would absolutely to. believe that. It's kind of boring. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just Especially those Christmas Carol movies, like we've seen them, because like if you know, in the best category, for example, a Muppets Christmas Carol is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Uh, okay, yeah. So now we're going to the other ones. I, I mean, that's classic. You can't go wrong with Muppets. Yeah. No, I I I watch that almost every year. And oh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna make this hard for you because I have my answers for both worst and best, and I'm gonna knock them out right here. You ready? Okay. Yep. Best Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen, first movie. The original? Oh yeah, of course, the first movie. Worst. Okay. The second and third movie. Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. <laughs> the they literally that that series has the best and worst Christmas movies I think I've ever seen. The second one's okay. It's still kind of grounded, but the third one is so bad. I could I can't believe it. Okay, so. I have a favorite, okay. uh, but I'm not gonna lie. Rewatching it, started asking some questions in it that I was like, "Well, this is kind of weird." Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I guess I really shouldn't for the movie. It is the year without a Christmas, uh, the claymation. Year without a Santa Claus. That's the one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Year without no. a Santa Claus. Classic, dude. All those claymations are great. What about it? What about it? Made you question. Well, I mean, there was just certain things where, well, okay, Mrs. Claus is talking about, oh, I sent Jingle and Jingle down, and he's like, oh, you sent them down? She's like, oh, I sent them with Vixen, and he's like, Vixen's a baby. Like, of all the reindeer, she could have sent the two elves down on. She chose she chose the baby, not none of the adults, the ones that have made the trek. <laughs> The ones that are experienced, you know, can handle having the weight of two no. grown elves, whatever that might be. It's got to be the cutest one. Uh, Come on, Mitchell. <laughs> and then, okay. And it gets taken by the dog napper. Okay. And, and when I say this guy must have been the most oblivious. I guess he's not a dog napper. He is the the animal control equivalent. But the problem I had was all it had was socks over its antlers to make it look like a dog. And so Santa Claus is telling him, like, oh, it's a reindeer. He goes, a reindeer, eh? And then he just takes the socks off and he goes, well, I'll be a son of a bitch. Like, 
bro Dude, they're superman so- logic man come on it was the 30s or whatever give it get a break get people <laughs> people were dumb it came out in 1974 people were dumb L- listen we're gonna l- we will have we're Wait, it came out in 1974? Exactly. Hold on. Let me ver- We're going to do a Google fact check. Why did I think these claymations... Th- I mean, that makes sense, but I thought this claim... No, yeah. Why would they come out before color television? I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> before television. <laughs> the 20s. What the fuck is this? Two elves tribe to save Christmas after Santa John Goodman takes time off. Release date 2006. That was not the original. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. I think I'm uncovering a whole... Oh, They made a live action starring John Goodman. What? Oh my god. Okay, so the claymation... Wow, I had no idea they did this. <laughs> Why would they do that? This looks terrible. Okay, listen, I've talked about the casting. If you're going to do it, Jingle and Jangle need to be Ashton Kutcher and Jonah Hill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? Those are the, that's like the worst two options I could have. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Actually, okay, so the stop motion came out in 1974. Oh, wow, okay, nailed it. They made a second like uh, follow-up. I guess what you would call a sequel to it, an actual claymation sequel, I believe, in 2008 about the Miser Brothers. But apparently, they had the balls oh, right. to do a live action, and it's it's John Goodman as Santa, which that part I'm actually not too mad about. But looking at the Miser <laughs> Brothers, that looks that looks terrible. Wait, no, hold on. The one the one jingle jingle is a. Uh is the uh, hold on now hold on i'm looking at the cast here i'm not mad at it look sparky is the cast the one guy i'm not doing a great job describing these people here who the hell is sparky i don't know but jingle is the dude from uh my name is earl (laughs) but not earl the friend okay i hate that i know that my name is earl was it was was heat miser I, i don't know snow miser Harvey Weinstein? Oh, Firestein. Jesus Christ. I was like, we need to cancel this movie immediately. Wait, who is this produced by? Is this a Weinstein film? How much do you want want to bet a million dollars? I'll bet a billion, I'll bet a bajillion dollars. Okay, Mother Nature looks right. right. I'll say that. Mother Mother Nature (laughs) looks correct. So what makes me mad is I'm going to have to watch this now and, and... Yeah. Really this might have to be one of maybe 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 we'll spare ourselves this will be next year's christmas uh movie suggestion yeah we'll save maybe. this for next year so if you're watching now you guys are going to be in for a treat next year the director's ron underwood what else has he directed tremors he directed tremors oh fuck this might be good what? yeah and city slickers bro he's okay directed, now he's directed now some classics I'm very curious he directed fear the walking dead once upon a time all these good tv shows wow there's some good dude all right hold on this might be an underrated gem right here uh this is exciting it it has two nominations (laughs) for best sound editing in television long form dialogue and automated dialogue replacement and outstanding directorial achievement in children's programs well nominations don't necessarily mean wins you know like black panther was nominated for best movie of 2018 but i mean 
can, we, we can believe. <laughs> it All was right. Good. So did we good. answer the question? I don't think so, but sure. Um, do you, you can't think of a terrible Christmas movie that comes to mind? Like, there's nothing like what about like a mainstream Christmas movie that everyone loves that you're just kind of like, ugh, like, no, I don't even consider that. Like maybe one you don't even consider a Christmas movie. The thing is, I don't think I have one again, because I don't have like any bar where it's like, wow, Christmas movies are these these masterpieces. To me, it's like, yeah, you, you're just trying to make something that you think the family would enjoy. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the that grandmother got run over by a reindeer for whatever reason that I didn't like it as a child. And I will continue to assume that it was a bad movie because this, of that. I do realize this first question has probably taken up a good 10, 15 minutes, but I do need to make an honorable mention. Do you yes. remember when me and you watched that horror anthology? It was called like, I think it was just called like Christmas stories or like a Christmas horror. Yeah. That um, was had, good, wasn't it? Yeah, no, dude, it was really, and it all was wrapped around the story of, like, Krampus, and at the end, the beginning, like, tied into the first story at the yeah, end. Yeah, like, we thought they were all separate, but they all tied in together, and it was, it was really good. It was well done. Yeah, someone in the comments, maybe if you try to find this, look it up. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm too lazy. But, yeah, and, like, at the end, Krampus, like, fought Santa Claus. Like, it was dope. Like, it was this sick awesome. ass. No, it yeah. was, I was, I was here for it. Yeah, that was that was cool. Honorable mention of that one. I have no idea what it is, uh, and I'm not going to look it up. So anyway, uh, on to the next question, Mitchell. Next question. Do you guys have any holiday traditions? All right. Uh, still from gerbils, right? Yep. These are all uh, from gerbils. Gotcha. Uh, holiday traditions. Um, not so much nowadays. Uh, I did with my family growing up more, for sure, uh, but... Uh, as we, as I've gotten older, family has moved from our current location. So it, but it used to be always going over our grandparents the morning of Christmas, um, which I mean is pretty standard for most families, but, uh, and having the dinner there and stuff, we would open one present Christmas Eve. That was like the big thing. We could always pick one present to open. Uh, oh, and it's a wonderful life. Ah, uh, classic. Yes our family and i still do it now i will always watch that movie then on christmas eve the night before and i think it always plays on like tbs or one of those channels um but i will always watch that movie the night before christmas and i'm sure there's some others but i can't think of them right now oh yeah what about you i have traditions from when i was a kid um and new traditions now so growing up and i'll say this being mexican uh, most of my family actually celebrates Christmas Eve night. And so the kind of tradition is you bring all your presents Christmas Eve. Uh, to, it, it was always like my grandmother's house uh, on my mom's side. And we would do the present exchange that night. You wouldn't have maybe all your presents, but like honestly, like maybe 80% of them you would have and open that night. <laughs> and it was super cool. It, it usually went on pretty late. But what my family did was get a lot of creatives. So my one aunt would actually orchestrate and have us practice like maybe two or three different songs, uh, mm -hmm. you know, classic, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, level. And me and my cousin uh, and as well as my sisters, we would line up on the staircase. All the family would gather around 
which is honestly funny because it's like 50 to 100 people depending on like how big the parties were um <laughs> and then we would just sing for the whole family and so immediately <laughs> after that we would be given bags of like oatmeal kind of seeds like just just stuff that reindeer eat it was reindeer food and it ah. had tinsel in it had like a shiny tinsel and so we were taken outside oh, that the can't front. be good for the reindeer oh no <laughs> they're, they're magic. magic they're magic they're, they're magic. magic they're magic they run on tinsel so <laughs> so we would run out to the front yard we would sprinkle it around that way they would know which house to go to so i was like wow all these houses that aren't doing it are stupid because they're never gonna know where to land <laughs> I, I just knew we had our, our tinsel that identified us so that way the rangers could find us. So that's, am that's amazing. After we would come back inside and one of the, uh, the older uh, people in the family would be dressed up as Santa Claus. Uh, the interesting thing about the Santa Claus in my family is they all smelled awfully, awfully familiar to uh, tequila. Mm. Uh, it was interesting. Santa, tequila, Santa liked to party over at, at my house. So I was going to say, I'm assuming the tequila of choice of one of your uncles or something, probably. No, it was Santa. No, no. But yeah, but I'm saying the smell was akin to that of a tequila of choice of one of your uncles. I'm not, oh, yeah, it no, was, no, it yeah, was but, Santa. I realize it was Santa. I'm just saying, because I get that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm exactly. trying not to spoil. I'm not trying not to spoil one of the next questions because I know it is coming. Uh, so, um, and so th these were kind of traditions yeah, of we course. had when I was a kid. Then now that I'm older, the new tradition that my family has is it's now at my parents' house. Um, and everybody has to come up with a game. So everyone gets to play like a, a different kind of game. I'm trying to think of how to incorporate mine into a drinking game. Uh, we do a, a big dinner. We'll still do a majority of our presents. Oh, and the nice thing was uh, we would go to my other grandparents' house when I was a kid on a Christmas morning and then open presents there as well as opening the presents from Santa on Christmas Day at our house. So a little bit spoiled. But like two now Christmases. we're doing a big party Christmas Eve with my family. Uh, we make games, uh, then we'll play them, and then we do our <laughs> present opening at the evening time. And yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot of fun. A lot of, lot of drinking. Nice. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I will say that you did remind me of two traditions. One from my past that I did used to do with my family. Uh, and it wasn't anything major, but it was we would all like the night before on Christmas Eve. And this was when we were a lot younger. I had two older brothers. We would open our one present. You know, we would watch the, you know, uh. Why the fuck? It must not be a well-named movie. Christmas because I Story? No. <laughs> See? A it must not be a well Thank you. It's a Wonderful Life. We'd it's watch a Wonderful, it's a wonderful Life. life. Yeah. We'd watch It's a Wonderful Life and go up to bed. But before we went to bed, my mom would have us look out the window and we would look for a, a Rudolph's nose. And the second we saw Rudolph's nose, we would have to go to bed. Like she'd be like, oh, there it is. Shut off the lights. And we would all go to bed. Um, yeah. And it's a really good, it was a really good trick. Cause it was very, it's very exciting. Cause when you see it, you're like, Oh my God. Uh, and it's funny though. Cause I'll leave, I have more to say about this, but I'm going to leave it on kind of a cliffhanger yep. because there's, it, it leads into another question that we have, I believe. Um, 
but before we answer another gerbils question do you have any more traditions sorry i do want to ask any more traditions no it's still uh and even the traditions that i think i plan to create and have with my kids uh once i you know have them will be the we open the majority of the presents on christmas eve and then christmas morning will be like the presents from santa and then a few extra presents as well um but no i think that uh that wraps it up nicely in a little christmas bow yeah no oh you know what i realized i didn't i only said one of the traditions i said i had two more you reminded why, why me why are you holding out quit saying yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that uh but uh i was just gonna say that my second tradition is weirdly enough something i did kind of mention before is playing dead rising um i do it almost every december uh, it's, <laughs> yeah i re-download it some version of it either one two or four i don't really play three because three sucks but <laughs> before we answer one more gerbils question or i'm not sure how many we have more i do have one from why a username uh yeah let's hop over to him real quick he's got one that says is all i want for christmas a good song uh he put is a god song but i think he meant good <laughs> god level song is it a god level song um yeah how do you feel about this mitchell the 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 the, the classic christmas overplayed hit all I want you know, is. the thing is, there's one song that it actually aggravates me a little bit when I hear it, the lyrics, mm. uh, the lyrics specifically. In this and song? No, it's not this song. And because oh. of that, this song to me isn't bad because of <laughs> how, how much disdain I have for Last Christmas by Wham. Oh my God. I, why did I fucking know you were going to say that? What, what lyric is it? What is it? What is it? Okay. So, so, so just hear me out. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. He's setting up for, hey, last Christmas, so a year ago. The thing Mm. that's happening right now that he's talking about happened a year ago. I gave you my heart. The next day, you gave it away. So so she's like, oh, I'm not into you, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So now, it's a year later. It's Mm -hmm. a year later, and he says... This year to save me from tears, homie, it's December. There's, there's, and if it's Christmas time, you have less than a week left in the year. So this year, maybe he's talking about next year. I don't know. He doesn't really specify. I'll give it to someone special. Why does she care? Bro, she's so gone. So your, your problem Who with the song to? is that he held on to this resentment. Is that he, he, that it's been 12 months and he's like still thinking about this. And he's like, you know what? I'm finally going to let this go and give it to someone special. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's (laughs) like, she doesn't care. She left you. I, I, I can't say I fully agree with your take, but I understand it. I, I see your angle. Uh, this dude does need to get over it. Me and Audrey actually have a game. I don't know where she got it from. I know she got it from, but it's called like, it's called Whammas or something like that, where it's, you're supposed to go all December without hearing last Christmas. Um, it's impossible. No, I've, I'm doing it so far. She lost. She heard it at work one day at a work Christmas party. Uh, I have okay. not heard it yet. I, I heard yet. it, and, and but I, I know I, I'm always going to recognize it. I'm always mm-hmm. going to recognize it, but I'm honestly looking at more of, more of the lyrics, and it's just making me more <laughs> mad. Once bitten, twice shy, I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. It doesn't surprise. Of course she doesn't. She's over hey, you. Stop hey, hold stalking on. Maybe, her. 
hear me out. Maybe what if this is like a Christmas party thing, right? They own the last time he saw her was at this Christmas party. They hit it off. They had a great time. He gave her his heart. She threw it away, right? Next year, same Christmas party, same girl, right? And he's like, you know what? This year, I'm not even going to fucking try. Boom. I just nailed the description okay, so of that song. You're verse welcome. Two, a crowded room. Boom. Friends with tired eyes. You're welcome. I'm hiding from you and your soul of eyes. Yep. So you kind of just called it. Yep. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, there's no issues with that song. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I still but- think he should just get over it. <laughs> so to answer the question, Mitchell, all I want for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, no, it's- <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> No, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's so overplayed. But you know what's funny now, though, is the last two years, I actually haven't heard it that much because I feel like everyone complains about it being so overplayed that nobody plays it much anymore. So I actually have only heard it once this month. And I'll say I like the, uh, let's just call them jingle bells. It's the um, tambourine. Yeah, no, dude, listen, the reason it's a great song is that intro could not be handled any better like just the fucking her vocals real slow right somber yeah, comes in and, and, then, and, and then she holds that note and then that fucking piano comes in oh my god and i dude it's great it's a fucking incredible intro yeah there, there's a lot worse songs like last christmas yeah. by wham so. Yeah, there's some there's some bad Christmas songs, dude. You, you know, you know what my favorite Christmas song is, uh, is actually from the Drake and Josh <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, it's by Backhouse Mike, I think is the name of the the band. Um, let me look it up real quick. Backhouse Mike. Backhouse yep. Mike. Be careful yeah. what comes up. You, you, I would make sure there's context in that Google search. <laughs> Fox yeah, has the fast- yeah, it's called it's called Christmas Promise. It's called Christmas Promise by Backhouse Mike. Uh, if you heard it, you'd probably recognize it because it's at the beginning of the Drake and Josh Christmas. But it's a it's a fucking great Christmas song, man. Gets me in the mood every year. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, you got another question from Gerbils? Yes, we do. All right. Next question. Funniest gift you've ever received? Mm. Damn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got one. I got one for sure. Uh, Go my, on. uh Alex, our good friend Alex. You got gifted Alex? A yeah, person? Yeah, one year. That's Cody just wrapped up Alex, threw him <laughs> on my front porch. No, uh, no, uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was a few years in a row where Alex was just getting me Christmas gifts that were just absolute chaos. Like, I think he was doing it for everyone, but me specifically. Oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah. He, he would just buy me the most ridiculous fucking things. And I think he knows it's just because it'll make me laugh. And yep. he, he, he bought me this. He bought me a two DVD box set and a candle, and the box set of DVDs came with. I remember this one. Came and it was it was it was two DVDs, but they were both those DVDs that have like five movies on them. And one of them was called Disorderly Conduct, 
and it, I don't know why I remember this so distinctly. I think I literally have them on my bookshelf behind me. Um, one of them is called Disorderly Conduct, and they were described as five black drama thrillers. <laughs> and it literally is five movies with all black casts, and they're all like dramas. I love it. Anyway, the second movie was a Jesus sing-along Yep, that's right. DVD for hymns in the Bible. Um, Not hers. Hymns. Hymns, yes. And I think that the candle to go with it was one of those Jesus candles that you're not really supposed to burn, you know? Uh, they're just... You know what I'm talking about. Uh, they're to the ward Jesus off candles. evil. Yeah. Uh, I burned it. Uh, I, re- I, didn't, I didn't know the rules. <laughs> Actually represents your soul. Yeah, you're only supposed to burn it on special occasions or very... But, but I was just like, it smells in here. Uh, so <laughs> that's a special <laughs> occasion, right? Um, although, honorable mention, my mom did one year receive coal from my grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> and she never forgave them. She, like, is still mad. She's like, I can't believe you gave me fucking coal. It's, it's still funny to me. Anyway, what about you? I think... So... My great aunt and uncle, um, it would have been my grandparents' brother. um, So (laughs) they love to go to garage sales and and find random things. Mm -hmm. And they, they find a way to get a gift that relates to you but on the farthest end of a spectrum that they could possibly find. Okay. So, for example, <laughs> one year I got a t-shirt. It was Chucky, you know, the serial killer doll, <laughs> but as, like, a rapper. <laughs> and I was just, like, in shock of how could you get something that was so far away, yet... It's like you it's took still two things. There. It, it had the important parts. The important yeah, elements took, were still there. You took three things that are pretty good, like a T-shirt, the Chucky movie series, and rapping. Like those are those are three things that you are like. I'm not saying you're a big Chucky fan or anything, but I'm saying like those are three good starts. You know, it, it and then somehow by combining all three of them. <laughs> wow, I, I, I'm just impressed. Every time I get a gift from them. I know there's not a chance in hell I'll ever be able to guess, but once I see it, I'll be like, yep, that That's makes amazing. so much sense for them. It's funny you say that because my grand, my grandmother on my mom's side is the exact same way. Bless her heart. If you're listening to this, I love you, grandma. I doubt it though, but I love you either totally way. Subscribe. I'm not saying I doubt I love you. I'm saying I doubt you're listening. <laughs> I love you. I do. Uh, but one year when I was like 15 or 16, she sent me this t-shirt, ironically enough, and she knew I was into music, uh, of course, and I played guitar. And it's one of those things where even though me and my grandmother are very close and we get along, that's one of the only two things I think she was like, ah, yes, I, I know these things. He wears clothes, he likes music, and he has he plays the guitar. So she got me this t-shirt that had an electric pad on the top of it that was shaped like a guitar. Okay. And you could play the guitar on the shirt. Like, 
Like it, like it looked like I'm a black. I'm not mad at that, dude. If, if you went to the the VMAs with that, you're gonna win. Here's the That's thing. Ironically, saying. now if I did wear it and did something, it would be hilarious. But when you're a 14 year old kid trying to go to math class, you don't want to <laughs> wear a shirt that makes sounds. And it also like it has this like rubber guitar on the front of it. Like it wasn't subtle. Like it wasn't like a cool <laughs> futuristic. Like in your head, you're protruding. probably imagining. Yeah, you're imagining a cool futuristic. Like oh, it's like designed like a guitar on the t-shirt. You no, this is like there is this rubber awkward. <laughs> like guitar plastered on top of the shirt with an electrical unit attached to it and a speaker in the <laughs> and I had to wear it and take a picture of me wearing it so they could send it to my grandmother uh yeah good times good times uh, all right you want to do a I think one or two more questions and then we'll uh we'll move on to the segment we're about halfway through here yeah, so uh, the last question we have from Gerbils is uh, this This is tough. Mm. If you are under the age of, uh, say, 12, just to be safe, probably close to 18. 10. 18. 18. Yeah, under the age of 18, <laughs> I would recommend just, just pause in here. You know what? Let it play. Just mute it. Let it play. Yeah, we um, need those listens. And then come back to it a little bit. You know, I'll put a chapters thing on the YouTube and on the Spotify so they'll know when to skip to. Yeah. There we go. Skip to the end of the question segment. Yeah. All right. For your own safety. The the nitty gritty. Yeah. When Santa Claus, when you found out he wasn't real. Mm. What do you mean? How and and how shocking was it? Uh, I I know. How shocking was what? Was uh, finding out he wasn't real. I just... Who? What do you mean? This is gonna hurt. This this Dude, don't you hurt. fuck it! Yeah, so I remember around age and I also want to preface this. I was born in ninety-three. Alright, so I didn't have computers or cell phones to like Google or fact check things. <laughs> Yeah. So when oh, I was told fuck, something by right. my parents, I'm like, yeah, that's 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 exactly what. Wow, you're are. right. We had like a cutoff limit to when we could learn. Like it wasn't until we were about twelve that we could actually like learn things for ourselves. Sorry, you just blew my mind a little bit. Right. Like when you think <laughs> about it, we still weren't at a point where we could be like, oh, let me just jump on, you know, my laptop or or on my tablet and Google real quick uh, facts. First off. If you're a kid, you're lucky if you got to use the computer. Um, yeah, and if you or if did, you had one. Yeah, if, if you even had one, then if you did, I, I mean, you got to set it up like 45 minutes before so that way the page can load. God Make forbid, sure no one's on the needs fucking the phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. But yeah, so so I, I just want to preface it with that because I feel like yes. we're going to get to a point where the age where they found out is going to be younger because yeah. of just... just Wait, so, so how old were you? How old were... What are you setting so up So I want to say 12, wow. 12 or 12-ish, but, but here's the thing. No, at I don't hold anything against you. No, 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 no judgment. At around 10 and 11, I began asking myself questions like, how... How does he get to every house? And then I started thinking things of like time zones. Where does he uh 
how does he get to the the people who, how does he know how to get to people who are homeless and then then those kind of questions began to unravel and i'm like oh i have friends who are jewish who don't celebrate christmas and and then it became like yeah well the menorah fairy brings them gifts or whatever yeah i remember asking my mom i'm like hey is is santa real and I remember her kind of trying to want to answer it where she goes, listen, the the spirit of Christmas is very much a real thing. And those who believe those are those who receive. And part of that was because she didn't want me to spoil it for my younger sisters, which yeah. in the end, we ended up telling our baby sister, uh, Madison, to keep telling my mom that she believed in Santa longer so we continue to get more Santa gifts. You know what's interesting is that makes that makes more sense because I was the youngest. So I think I was sooner to find out because of that. You were the oldest, so I think the magic in the household had to last longer because you had younger siblings. You know what I mean? Yep. That's interesting. Yeah, because I had... Um, when I oh was that the end of your sorry I didn't mean yeah that. the only other thing I was gonna say is but then you begin asking the question of okay but but the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny are real right <laughs> <laughs> brings up a whole wait is Jesus? weed bad for you Je- that one is that one is <laughs> Jesus is re- yes we promise <laughs> but yeah uh, no it's I actually so yeah I was the youngest in my family. And I want to say that it's hard for me to pinpoint an exact age because I was kind of so young when I realized it. Um, like six or seven, I want to say, because I was still in Philadelphia and I was many years from moving to Vegas. Um, ah. Yeah, but again, I was always the kid who had too many questions, you know, because I went to a Catholic school and even as like a fucking eight-year-old i was like but that doesn't really make sense and they were like that doesn't track shut up shut up it's it makes sense because god loves you and i was like okay um (laughs) but i so i yeah i i always had questions and i remember to finally let go of that little cliff i was hanging everyone off of um there was one morning when i was about Yeah, six or seven years old. Uh, I'm sorry, I say morning. It was nighttime because it was Christmas Eve. And my mom wanted us to do the whole thing where we all look for Rudolph's red nose. So we went to the window and it was like, okay. And, you know, so by this time, my brothers must have been about 10 to 12. Like, you know, like you around your age that you stop believing, you know? Right. And I could tell that they weren't super into it, you know? And I was already questioning the realness because you had some kids at school being like, Oh, you still believe in Santa because my school as a Catholic school was also kindergarten through ninth grade. I think it was. Uh, So you had older kids at your school as well. Yeah. It wasn't entirely elementary, you know? Um, Mm. so you had a lot of that kind of bullying and shit like that. So I was already questioning a little bit and there, and my mom, I could tell she was getting so frustrated because there would be a red dot and she'd be like, there it is. And I'd be like, no, that's a plane. It's blinking. And she'd be like, oh, well, Rudolph's nose blinks sometimes. And I'd be like, no, 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 that's a plane. Look, you can see the white lights. And she'd be like, 
okay, let's keep looking for Rudolph. And then, like, she's and like, then the, I really want to be done with this by now. And then I think after like four or five, maybe even more of the red lights, I started to realize it. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's Rudolph. Okay, let's go to bed. And like, she was like, okay, yeah, let's, yeah, there he is. Let's go. And like, shut the window. And then, and in my heart of hearts, I was like, that was a fucking plane. <sighs> that was a fucking plane. You're you like, know? I, I don't know how to tell my mom that Santa's yeah, not real. I, I felt like I had to break it to my parents that I didn't believe anymore. That happens so many times. Like, I felt like I had to do that even with like sex talk. I was like, hey, mom, dad, I know what sex is. And they're like, oh, the fucking Jesus, thank God. All right, good, good. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My really parents were incredible. They were incredible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that to come off anyway. No, yeah. I. It was so funny, though, because I definitely had the realization before my parents told me, and I kind of had to break it to them the Christmas after that. I was like, yeah, I was like, I enjoy the magic of Santa. Like, I, I like the idea, but... I don't really think he's like a person and they were like, yeah, it's not a real person. And yeah, it all, it all made sense. Funny enough though, they never really tried to portray the Easter bunny as a real person or anything. I don't think they ever, ever even like went with that. And if they did, I was so young when I knew it wasn't real that it didn't even matter. You know? No, my parents did the whole, uh, Oh, Easter bunny hid your baskets. One year I thought that, he didn't bring mine just because my parents hid it and I couldn't find it right away and I started crying <laughs> as a child. No, my parents wanted credit. No, they were like, <laughs> we bought this shit, we worked for it, why the hell are we giving the credit to some bunny and some dude named Santa Claus? Like, I think, like, only one of my gifts would be from Santa and all the rest would be from them because it was like, they didn't want me to... Ass- which I appreciate because I feel like there, there can be a sense of, like, if all of your gifts come from Santa as a kid... I think you might start associating the idea of like, oh, these are just free presents, you know, like yeah, I'm not saying why, it's super detrimental. Me jack shit. Yeah, I, I like I'm not saying it's super detrimental to the kids fucking upbringing or anything like that, but it is an interesting okay. thought like, uh, you know, think project where it's like, you know, I, I feel like there's an association of like, well, it's not like we had to work for these. Santa brought them. <laughs> it's like, mm, mm, you know, mom and dad paid a couple thousand dollars for them (laughs) one last thing that my parents did do as a tradition real quick uh i just think it's 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 cute and it's funny it's and i do like it is that they would always have one big gift that they would hide until we were all done completely opening our gifts it's good classic uh setting expectations and then exceeding them yeah just like gremlins Wow, what a a transition. What a segue. What a guy. This episode is brought to you by We Don't Know Business. If you don't know business, We Don't Know Business. The number one spot to find business consulting in America. (laughs) We've always had people ask us, guys, how do you handle your business? Every time I'm in an elevator. it's It's the only thing I get asked. And the first thing we tell them, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We pull out our phones. We show them the We Don't Know app. We tell them everything it tells us. And it's, I mean, we honestly, we end up with 200 to 500% profit, I think. Something close to that. Right, Mitchell? All I can say is, we don't know. And if you don't know, 
We, we don't know. know. Sign up at we know.com backslash neon valley pod. That's we know.com backslash neon valley pod for 20% off your first month of business. You got to get that sweet, sweet business. You got to get that sweet business, baby. <laughs> so last week, I recommended a little movie known as Gremlins. And we actually watched it together. We did. Good old Gremlins. Yeah, this is a... I'm not sure how many times we'll be able to do this. I would hopefully like to make it a thing, but I'm not sure how many times we'll actually be able to watch them together, you know? Right. But it was a fun experience. The hardest part was not talking about it while we were watching yeah, it. Yeah, not getting too in-depth. But uh, yeah. I was I was writing notes down specifically for this. Yeah, my phone died, so I wasn't able to take as much notes, notes as I would have liked. But I do got them up here. We had a fun old time, had a few drinks. Uh, so what, what did you think, Mitchell? Okay. So here's, here's, we're going to go over my thoughts and then I'll, I'll do my, my final rating. Of course. Oh no, of course. I, I like to think that we like, I guess we never really talked about the flow of our review thing. I like us to kind of like talk about our thoughts, go through the synopsis of the movie a little bit, like what happened, um, and then end it with our final thoughts. So take it away. Perfect. So also spoilers, spoilers, because I'm going to go over the whole thing. So going into it, I was super interested because I knew what a gremlin was. I I knew the kind of rule of don't feed it after midnight, but I had never seen the movie, so I didn't know what to expect. And I'm not going to lie. I almost got, um, I think it was called Small Soldiers kind of vibes from the movie. Okay. Hey, that's a pretty good comparison. Gave me nightmares for for a long time as a child. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. The one with the Gorgonites? Was that what they called them? Yeah, they're little toys, uh, action figures that came to life and were kind of aggressive. But from there, my first note was worst salesman ever. He <laughs> went in to sell and spent $200 from somebody who didn't want to sell. And then ethically, he bought it off the child. Yeah, he bought. Yeah, so the movie literally starts with this salesman buying it's in quotes the the <laughs> the titled gremlin which by the way i guess that's one of those things did you know that they were called mogwise that they're not even called gremlins before going into no, this movie I, I did not know that going into it and i didn't realize and i i wasn't even sure if it was just the movie thing um that a, a gremlin being something like i wasn't sure if the movie made that Oh yeah, or no, no. That was already a thing. Yeah, that's because I think they do bring it up in the movie. We did talk about that a little bit while it was on. That yeah, they uh, gremlins are like a real thing that I believe came about as like folklore in the early like World War Two, World War One era. I want to say, and the idea was they were the things that destroy our machines that we can't see. So it's like when your car just breaks down, that was a gremlin. You know, because they can't, they couldn't really explain it back then. They didn't know, like, what was causing things. So they were like, oh, it must be these little monsters that get into uh, our machines. So that's where the gremlin name comes from. You know, that's a good transition into my next uh, note here. <laughs> <laughs> my next note reads, 
vehicle slash harvester nationalist agenda. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. I do we, before you know, before we move away from this first intro scene. I do need to point out because I I do have notes for this intro scene with the salesman. Oh as yes, well. I need to hear your notes. Um, I I started it off saying way more racist than I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Off the bat, I was like, whoa. Because I forgot that the setup for the Mogwai and the you know the Gremlin is that it's just basically Eastern mysticism, like. <laughs> Like, oh, the magic of the Orient. We don't know much about the Chinese. Maybe they have this weird creature that you don't put in water and uh, don't feed after. Like, like it's almost racist. I say almost. It is racist. But I think the movie does that intentionally. Like, and maybe we'll get a little more into that, especially with the topic you're about to bring up, like you said, where I think the movie is trying to display the ignorance of america more than it is trying to be like wow aren't aren't chinese people weird you know because that's almost how it comes off in the first scene you're like oh fuck where's this going you know the only problem that i really have with it is you have mr mr patriot that is super Oh, the 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 foreigners, as he quotes multiple times in the movie. Yeah, the neighbor. The problem I I have is he's kind of validated. Even if they say at the end, "Oh, you weren't ready for this responsibility," they're still saying that they're responsible for bringing this over to the United States. Uh I I I guess I kind of see. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, cause like, cause you're you're referring to the neighbor who is kind of like the 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 stereotypical gung ho patriot, like you know, screw those foreigners, get off my lawn kind of guy. Yeah. Um, which literally he he says multi like his only character trait is being like this foreign item sucks, like that's like. Every yep. scene he's in, he's like, ah, foreign fucking cars, foreign TVs, fucking we should have got a Zenith, which made me spit my drink because I used to have a Zenith. <laughs> that was, that was hysterical. And they're the worst but, fucking TVs in the world. But so, so the fact that there ended up being gremlins and they actually ended up causing problems and things and they were brought over. But the gremlins I, were only, the gremlins only happened because of the ignorance of Americans. You know, like they... They never. They would have just been kept safely in this guy's cage, yes. would, but doing whatever he had to do with it. Because we don't know what he was. Gonna, he he may have been shipping it. To, this he, this was just a stopping point for this Mogwai. You know, we don't know what the hell was going on. So I think the lesson is that like, oh, we, I, I mean, lesson is a strong word. But I think yeah, if there is a <laughs> if there is a moral or lesson in there somewhere, it's that we shouldn't treat you know other cultures as if they're like something to mess around with you know like oh fuck you know i don't know because again like our main character isn't necessarily an ignorant american like he's actually a very considerate person yep like they set that up pretty early on like he cares for his dog he loves his family he has a crush on he's he's kind of ignorant to situations (laughs) happening around him 
Yeah, but everyone is, and we can. Oh, we... okay. So yeah, and, and I'll I'll save that because that's another one of my points <laughs> that we'll get to. Yeah, we can get into that. So um, so we have that foreigner, the foreigner guy. He's not foreigner, but he complains about foreigners. That's his thing. Uh, yeah. So, but they they everything is set up very nicely though, where it's all everything has a purpose and everything has a follow through and. That, I mean, it's just standard for a Spielberg film. And I guess apparently Spielberg didn't write this. I was looking into it later. He just, like, produced it and... Um, brought it to the, the film. Yeah, and I think they always say, like, what does it say? Brought to you by Spielberg. You know, so it's not... Yeah. He didn't necessarily direct and write it, but, you know, he was there. Uh, yeah. Everything has, like, a f- setup and a follow-through. Like, his car doesn't start at the beginning. Breaks down. Has an issue. You know? And... Mm-hmm. That's what instigates the guy in his snowplow, which is such a fucking, like, ridiculous setup. <laughs> but for some reason, you just don't question it, especially with his fucking character, because he just comes out and he's like, eh, that's a fucking foreign piece of shit. You should have got this American-made snowplow. That thing hasn't broken Alan's down on me like, in three years. What the hell? <laughs> this is like, what? But it just works. Like, for some reason, you're like, I, yeah, I guess so. Um... And then, so he's late for work, our main character. He works at a bank, uh, so he has to get there and all that shit. You know, we have our intro. Um, But yeah, then that leads us to a really awkward scene with the neighbor, the other neighbor, Mrs. Deagle. Mrs. Deagle, yeah. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, I'm swinging if you speak to me about my dog like that. That that's the thing in this again, like wait, like we said, there's so many there's underacting in this film where he was like, What do you like you don't want to know what I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, like what are you gonna do? I'm gonna slit your dog's fucking She's throat. gonna clearly threaten and say something <laughs> that's gonna upset you. Why why are you asking this stupid question? Well, here's the thing is like I don't even I don't even blame him. How could she have such a fucking intense response? Cause if someone said, Do you know what I'm gonna do? I would probably be like, what are you going to do? Because I would not expect them to be like, I'm going to fucking hang your dog. And I'm going to make sure the entire neighborhood sees his skin peel from his butt. It's like, holy shit. Like, she gets yeah, so this, intense. What was the rating on this movie? I, a PG. But you know what's so funny is apparently I found out this movie and uh, I think Indiana Jones, actually. This and Indiana were the reason that they made PG-13. I understand that. Uh, because after these movies came out, they were like, oh, these are a little too dark uh, for PG audiences. Because <laughs> they only used to have G, PG, and R. I see. Not not enough tits for it to be R. Exactly. No tits, sadly enough. Um, <sighs> it's disappointing. Anyway, uh, and that scene was weird enough with her being like overly aggressive towards the dog knocking over her snowman or whatever. Yeah, they they really really overemphasized how angry she. But what was even and I it makes sense for where the movie goes because they want to set her up as the red herring for the possible villain because you're not supposed to know that these mogwais can do this type of you know what I mean like right if you're an '80s kid going into this movie not knowing anything about it other than the trailers you're supposed to think that this woman could be the reason that her dog is tied up. Or his dog gets tied up and like all this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but what's so funny about that scene is even even though she's so aggressive, there's this one part where she looks over and this guy is like, yeah, that ought to do the trick. 
and like he oh, agrees yeah, with it and it's, it's like, like what the fuck like what? whose side are you on you psychopath but here's the thing and i i think spielberg does this on purpose because he wanted this to be kind of a kid's movie is that every person who gets either seriously maimed or killed by the gremlins in this movie had it coming they have some kind of moment where they're really evil I don't know if you noticed, but that guy who goes, yeah, that ought to do the trick. He's the one who reaches his hand into the mailbox and gets like his arm ripped off by one of the gremlins. Oh. I mean, yeah. So th I think they were just trying to set up that, okay, this dude's bad. He deserves it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a, it, even though it's really blatant, um, and I, I, I don't want to say clever. It's the only word I can think of, but it was a clever way to be like, okay, here are the people who are okay to die. <laughs> um, yep. And I will say that about it. The length feels almost perfect. This movie is paced to perfection. Like... Tomato paste. You, it, it's... Because even though nowadays every fucking movie has to be over two hours so an hour and a half movie hour 40 minute movie feels quick no matter what this yeah. felt even quicker and not in a bad way it was just like you're constantly on on the ride with the movie you know yeah they kept you interested and wanting to know what is about to happen next yeah <laughs> uh what's your next notes do you have a uh, do you have one the next notes is you hear an animal in a box and you shake it aggressively. Oh, yeah. So when the dad brings home the the animal, the mogwai, um, which again sets up another interesting. Th I didn't notice this before, but the sword falling off of the wall. Yes. Um, it happens three times because I pointed it out to you because it falls off when he comes home. Billy comes home the first time. He puts it back up on the wall. It falls off yep. again. When the dad is off screen and he puts it back up. And I think you even said, like, the asshole kid didn't even put it up. Yeah. But I was like, no, no, he did. I was, like, I noticed. I was like, no, he did put it up. It fell off again. And then, I don't know if you noticed, but I think, like, his friend comes over. Oh, fuck. Why can't I remember now? Oh, no. It was the kid dropping off the delivery. Yeah, the kid drops off the delivery. And off screen, you hear a tink, tink, tink. Like, when the door shuts. And again, you're supposed to know the sword fell. And it sets it up so that so perfectly, because later in the movie, uh, Billy uses the sword against the gremlins, you know? And if he just randomly used a sword in the movie, you would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Or even if the swords were on the wall, but they never fell off, they never interacted with him, and he still used it, you'd be like, where the fuck it's did that sword come from? Yeah, like, or not even just that, but you probably wouldn't even notice the swords on the wall. They're just part of the set decoration. Right, because they haven't stood out unless you go back and specifically look for that detail. Exactly. Um, But yeah, he brings him home the Mogwai. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the first thing he does is shake. He, he literally says, is it a bird? And then yeah, that means he asks, is it an animal? So it's not like, okay, maybe he didn't hear it. He heard the noise. No, yeah, he doesn't even ask. Yeah, he says, I think 
if I'm remembering correctly, he asks, is it a bird cage? Which, I mean, you could be saying like, is it just the cage? But he obviously meant like, is it a bird? Like, is it a bird cage? And then he shakes you it. You heard, like, I, I was just oh, awestruck. It's amazing. And I, I, I do have to say, I, I think you even have this in your notes, right? Where this is when I started to think, why would these people not be questioning how weird this fucking animal is? The most clueless town of people is one of my notes. But even in situations in general, things would happen and people would be like, oh, wow, yeah. this is the situation. Anyways, I wonder what I should make for dinner. No, we'll we'll get to that. And I, I, again, maybe that's supposed to be the clueless nature of like children's films. Because you know how in children's films or not even children's, but kind of kids movies, adults are always just kind of clueless. Like that's always like the motif is like, oh, kid, like kids know what's up. Like the younger people know what's up and the adults are always clueless. You know, like that's, yep. I don't know if that's what they were going for. Maybe that's the excuse I'll give, but uh, not even just that, but yeah, specifically with the animal in, if you were to like, if you were to bring that to me nowadays, the first fucking thing I'm doing is Googling Mogwai. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and yep. that's when I had the realization. I was like, oh, but this movie was made in 1984 this is before that was even a possibility so like something like this actually isn't that far-fetched to be completely honest <laughs> okay except for the part where the science teacher's like i'm gonna run some mm. tests okay, okay yes no no you're jumping you yeah you're jumping ahead a little bit for me i'm just okay, talking yeah, about we'll, like we'll them bringing the thing home and being like wow what's that this is so cute wow i'm gonna call it Peter and no, I'm just kidding. that level. Like you would like me and you were already like, why the fuck aren't they being like, what the fuck is that? I've never seen that thing. That's not a dog. Are they not more confused or even like, oh, it's an it's a species that can't even drink water. You're not questioning that at all. What do I feed it? You know, like what? I, yeah, they don't have any follow up questions. So what do I feed it? You know, that would be the first thing I'd ask. He's like, cool. I can figure out everything else. I'm going to give it just random food and it'll probably be fine. Like, yeah. To his credit, though, the dad did take those rules very seriously. And it felt like he wasn't going to uh, at yeah. first. <laughs> but also. <laughs> the <sighs> They didn't follow him very well. The irresponsibility <laughs> that like right away happened. And then he's like, I can make a profit off of this. Yeah, yeah, they immediately multiply off of the thing that they told him not to do. So water drips on them. Um, which, by the way, Corey Feldman was in this movie, which you and your wife didn't respond at all when I mentioned that. I was looking at you guys like... I was Cor trying to think, and Corey I'm like, Feldman. was that... <laughs> was that one of the two Corys? Yes, that's the two Corys. There's Corey Feldman and Corey okay. Heim, and they were the two famous Corys of the 80s and 90s. Um, they were in like Lost Boys and Silver Bullet, a, a bunch of a bunch of shit. Go uh, Goonies? No, not yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman was in Goonies. Um, oh, yeah, no, that the, a lot of like younger like kid epic 80s stuff. But I forgot he was in this entirely, so it was a it was a joy to see him in it. And again, there was this weird sense of like, what are why do you not care? Because 
the water oh falls on the mogwai and it starts like screaming and balls are popping out of it and little mogwais are growing and he just goes okay and and goes lays on the bed and starts reading a comic book and Billy's like, uh, this is kind of crazy, right? And he's like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, what? He's not trying to do anything about Gizmo screaming. He's more interested, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with these. Like, bro, Gizmo's screaming. Yeah, I kind of forgive that because I think it would be so weird watching things growing life from nothing that you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But it's just the fact that they are not really doing anything and the little kid just starts reading comic books on the bed like this happens every day like i that was weird like just another tuesday which but again it was kind of funny like it makes you laugh like i don't don't know if that was the intention but this does feel like a comedy above all you know um even though it has some really terrifying imagery as well uh that would stick with me as a kid absolutely yeah, I think I would have had similar nightmares that I did to small soldiers uh, to gremlins if I was a child watching this. Yes, yes. All right, uh, all right. Let's let's go down your uh, notes list a little bit more. What else? What else do you have? My next note is time machine. <laughs> I really wish they brought that back somehow, or showed a time machine earlier in the movie. So that way, when that one disappeared, you're like, oh, shit, that's what that was. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So there's I, there's a scene in the movie where the dad goes to an inventor's convention. And while he's on the phone with the other part of the family, in the background, you see this machine and the guy's like pedaling on it. And I think I literally said to you, I was like, oh, I think that's that's like a time machine from another movie. <laughs> And it cuts to Billy talking on the phone and then it cuts back to the dad at the inventor's convention and the time machine is gone and there's people like looking oh. around and, and, like, and, and there's like smoke over oh, the spot. And- it was genius. It's one of the funniest fucking background jokes I've seen in a long time and they brought no attention to it. Like they didn't zoom in on it. They didn't like that. Like it was literally just in the background. I literally pointed at it to you and went, Hey, I think that's a time machine. And then it disappeared. And I was like, Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. Like it couldn't have been better. It, it's such a well set up like, joke. Picture if the movie started with, you just hear a crashing noise and someone going like, damn time machine or just, <laughs> just something. And you're like, what's going oh, yeah. on? Crazy old man. Right. Or like you see a guy like fanning smoke, you know, he, he takes his hat off. It's an old man and he's fanning smoke off of a weird broken machine. And it zooms into the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That would be pretty yeah, funny. He's homeless. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, who knows? Just Maybe. So- Maybe it is in there somewhere. Now that I think about it, I did I did watch it again, but I didn't look for that. Maybe it's in like the city center at the beginning when they're playing the Christmas song and everything. Yes, man, that would be that would have been perfect. Yeah, that is hilarious. That is uh which again Spielberg was back to the future, so you know, it's also could be a reference to that a little You know, and maybe that's what it's from. I think it might be from the third Back to the Future movie. Mm. Um anyway. All right, so let's get let's uh, speed through some of this because we're only like a quarter of the way through the movie. Uh, what's what's your next note on here? <laughs> well, okay, so my next note was the one of the most clueless town of people. Okay, yeah, so there was the scene that really solidified it for me that I was like, these people have no idea what the fuck is going. Not even that they don't even. I don't even want to say they don't have any idea what the fuck is going on. They don't care what the fuck. It's like they're all on Valium. Like imagine an entire city or town on Valium. 
And that's how this felt. Is they're just like, yeah, okay. Because the pods, it was the scene yeah, when they finally ate after midnight, which is beautifully set up. Billy looks at the clock. It's about 45 minutes before midnight. He's like, eh, I could feed you guys. And of course, me and you, we looked at each other. We're like, oh, the, the clock is probably broken, right? Or it's frozen or something. Yeah, some, something that has to be off with the clock. They set it back, whatever the yeah. case. Yeah, so he, he feeds them. He wakes up the next morning. The clock is still on 45 minutes before midnight. So he fed them at like one in the morning or something. Who knows? And there are all these like grotesque pot, like really disgusting, really awesome looking. First of all, like all the practical effects in this are so good. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like hats off to that team. Like they literally, it, it, it almost makes you forget how like good practical effects can look because there's so much CGI in movies now that you see stuff like this and you're like, wow, that looks real. And you're like, oh yeah. Cause it is real. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, the pods and the mom just comes up and you, you, you remember, right? She's just like, what's this? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Doom. <laughs> Death. Destruction. I don't know. And they're, but yeah, they both just kind of like, I don't know. I, I thought I fed them before midnight and she's like, did you get him wet? I don't know. It's, this is weird. But the fucking, it's destroyed. Like the floor is like, it, it's like sticky and gross. And like, like if I my can't mom. Tell me you're... <laughs> Wait, go ahead. I was gonna say you can't tell me you you wouldn't see that and go. This is gonna be a problem. Yeah, no, serious. Like if my mom came upstairs and saw that, she'd be like, "What the fuck is going on? Get this shit out of my house right now and tell me what's happened." Like it would not be like, "Oh, did you? What's happened? What's going on? The weird thing with your dad? Oh, forget to do your laundry. Like what? Yeah." Well, make sure to sweep it. No, there, there's so much. It isn't until there's entire destruction in the town that you start seeing people like. Even then, there's still moments where I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, like the police, which I guess they were drunk is supposed to be the implication. And apparently they're the only two police officers in this entire town, by the way, uh, at least on Christmas. Oh, wow. I don't know if you noticed that, but they were the only two. Uh, but yeah, th there was like at the one scene, like about three fourths of the way in or whatever, where the police are watching the gremlins destroy the city and everything's happening. This is when the police step in. There's something. And literally they're like, oh, we should go back to the station and wait for this to all blow over. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> that is not how disaster works. No. After literally Billy is in the, the fucking station, like, hey, there's these fucking gremlins and they're going to destroy everything. <laughs> And then he shows them Gizmo, and then they're like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know what uh, it could possibly be. Oh, uh, this is really we weird. Check. Yeah. This is really strange. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm also most confused about don't don't give them water or anything to drink. Don't uh -huh. get them wet. But but they can drink alcohol. Yeah. Is there a chemistry expert that can answer that part so for me? So there was that incredible scene where they're on the bar and there's like a million eighties references. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, and they're all drinking beer and you, yeah. And none of them are freaking out or anything. There was a few times they get wet in general. Um, and I think, yeah, just, like he's touching the fountain and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think 
Like, in my mind, I just kind of have to excuse those as, like, dumb movie logic. Like, oh, it's not water, it's beer. Even though we know that <laughs> beer is filtered with water. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, we know that there's water in all of these drinks. Yeah, there's still contents of water within it. Yeah. I, and like you said, I think near the very beginning, actually, the dog licks the mogwai, which is a cute fucking scene like i don't even think they meant for that to happen the dog just did it and they were probably like oh we got to keep that in the movie but it ruins the logic of the movie because clearly he just got it wet <laughs> right off the bat and i think i think now is also a time when when i can t bring up the uh the fact that the science teacher was gonna take blood samples yeah. and, and run tests like what what level of knowledge do you have that you could have gained information from having that? Yeah, the science teacher thing was a little bit weird because it did it did kind of feel like, why do you have access to all of this stuff? But okay, I don't know what the different because remember in the eighties they used to literally have Bunsen burners on their desks in the eighties. Like what access? Maybe they had more access to shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. There was less oversight into what the hell was going on. Yeah, I mean, there was a human brain on his desk at one point. Uh, <laughs> so. Which I also wonder if it was just like a a, a model. It might because I noticed there was other like body parts, and I was like, okay, that that could make sense. But it almost looked like they were trying to make it look like a real human brain. Yeah, like he's a real scientist. Like like it was very it was a very not to discredit teachers as not real scientists or so, you know what i mean i'm just saying like they were trying oh, yeah. to make them seem like which again they already kind of had that in where i think i even leaned over to you and i was like the dad's an inventor they could have said that he had a friend who was a scientist or something and it would have made it like made more sense that they had access to these kind of things because yeah like him doing blood tests and like all this other, it's like, how is a science teacher pulling all this shit off? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to look at his resume and take a look and to see his credentials and background. He's overqualified, apparently. Because he's just showing <laughs> ki videos to kids. Meanwhile, he's like doing very serious genetic work. <laughs> uh, also, the, the feeling that, yeah, it's totally safe to have a classroom full of students in this. Oh, yeah. Keep the box out. Uncontrolled, unknown. Yeah. Don't lock the box Species. up. Just cover it up. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to the part where they finally... Like I said, so the pods, they open up. They finally become the gremlins and start attacking the city. It's, it's a slow start at first. They just kind of destroy the house. The mom ends up killing one in a super cool scene. She goes she goes kind of Rambo on the gremlins. Yeah, oh no, she kills two or three, actually. I said one. Yeah, I was saying yeah. that she killed a few of them. Yeah, because she kills the one in the blender. That's the one I was thinking of, like that that like big giant bowl, like blender thing, immersion thing. Yep. And then she stabs the shit out of one. And then I Oh, the microwave. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a great kill. That was brutal. That was so good. Especially for a PG movie. God damn, that was good. That was really good. That's probably the most violent PG death I've seen, at least. Yeah. Whew. That was good, though. The the Like I said, the practical effects in this are fucking top-notch. Um, so, yeah, she goes fucking Rambo on those boys. And then more of them start coming out. To the, oh, and that's when uh, I think a few more things happen. You know, some chaos happens here and there. I don't know. Do you have anything in your notes? that? Because uh, the next thing I thought of is the pool scene when they uh, he jumps in the pool. 
Yeah, that I I just loved how they made that look. The uh, the kind of I don't know what the type of shot is, but almost like the zoom out. And as you did, it would start getting more and more smoky with all the bubbles coming yeah. in the water that showed, oh, there's a bunch of shit about to go down. Yeah, that kind of like wide angle, the crane shot of it just pulling out. Yep. Um, because you know that, that they have basically one chance at that because you have to time up that camera pulling out and then this pool. So because how do you get that pool back to normal for long enough to shoot that again? So, you know, they probably had to do that in one shot. Um and yeah, it's so far. I don't know what they did. They must have like dry ice. I'm I'm assuming dry ice and green lights. You know, was getting like released at, at certain increments of time. Um, but yeah, it looked incredible. Yeah, like as the camera's pulling back, maybe they have people on the sides dropping the ice into it. You know, off camera. Yeah. Because it just kept getting more intense, and the fog is just getting thicker and thicker. Like it was such a sick effect. Like again, that you almost forget. Like this isn't CGI. None of this. Like I don't know. Maybe they added some like smoke as a visual, because they could kind of do that with '80s visual effects. But even then, I don't think they did. I think it was all in camera. It it looked good. I'll yeah. say that it looked good. Yeah. Even the stop motion stuff with some of the gremlins, because I want to say the Mogwais, they all felt like puppets, but then the the gremlins felt more like stop motion, like claymation. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, which also I think added to their, they're, they're trying to give it a creepy kind of movement feeling. Yeah. Like the eeriness. No, it definitely worked. Yeah. It, it, there was a great sense of scale for the movie too. Cause like, I think it did a really good job at making you feel like the whole town really did get destroyed by these creatures, you know, even though they only showed like one or two streets, technically, if you think about it, there was a scale to it that made you feel like, yeah, wow, that like th this whole place was destroyed by these fucking things. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I don't know. Let's uh, start wrapping up here. Do you have an, uh, a couple more notes? Uh, yeah, the next part was, okay, so, <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna lie, I had, I, I was so invested in what was going on at that point, because so many things were happening, um, I stopped writing notes, but, like, the bar scene, I, and, and looking back now, it makes a little bit more sense, I was like, why why is she serving them why why doesn't she just leave but i realized if they were threatening her then she might have felt forced to yeah i think um, that was the implication is that they they were just they kind of showed up and were like give us drinks and she was like okay you know i think i think that's the implication of that yeah because almost at first i was like why is she serving them like it does the seem silly but yeah it just cuts straight to her just pouring drinks for them and you're like how did we get here like it does it does feel it's like yeah, they deleted the, a scene or something yeah the transition but but again the the fact that they were threatening her it it, it made more sense than watching it that's probably the only gripe i would say with this film maybe not the only but the transitions in some of the scenes do feel a little abrupt where maybe they had cut out other stuff or something where it does feel like wait like, why, where are we at right now? You know, like, that's the only thing that there are a few moments like that one in particular where it's like you just show up at this bar and she's like serving them. And you know that she works there, but you're like, why would she be serving them? Like, yeah, it, it does feel weird. 
<laughs> yep. And then what was the next big uh oh okay, so they're going they're on the movie theater and he's like, Oh, I know what to do. We just need to sneak into the boiler room. I'm gonna release enough gas. Oh and my I'm gonna God. use that as a fuse. Like I I don't know how much of that could be plausible or not. But yeah. how did he have the knowledge to do that? It did feel kind of out of nowhere, right? But it didn't feel too out of place. Like it felt like it was setting it up where we have them all in one room. You know, like okay, and if they're all in yeah. one room, how do you kill them all? Well, you blow them up. And it's like, well, how do you blow them up? Gas leak. So I guess like it works in a sense, but like it did feel a little underexplained. Where like they could have even been like, oh, I've had to help my dad with some of inventions involving this specific engineering that I do understand. Yeah, I, I would have taken that at this point. Or the girls, the girls' mom could have worked at the movie theater or something, you know. As to why she knew where it was, because yeah. she got to have a tour yeah. of the boiler room. Because she literally reason. goes, the bo- the boiler room's right over here, and she points out the ground, and it's like a secret trap door, and it's like, how the fuck did you know that that was it? Yeah, there, there must have been something that they cut from that, because it was weird that she knew exactly where that would be. Um, but no, speaking of her, we have to mention her backstory with her dad. Um, how there's this yeah. random scene. That bomb. What the hell was that, man? She's out of nowhere. She's just like, yeah, so the reason I hate Christmas is because my dad fucking died in our chimney pretending to be Santa, and we didn't find his body until five days later when we smelled the corpse. And it's like, what the fuck? That's why I don't like Christmas. And that's why I don't believe she, like, in makes Santa. makes a joke, too. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, but I, I don't think it was a joke though. I think it was like I, because okay. So I did find something online about that scene that said apparently this movie was supposed to be way more of a horror movie when it was written, and it slowly got turned into more of like a Goonies style kids film. Like even though it's not necessarily made for children, it's way more adult. It still has that air, like that kind of air to it. You yeah. Know? Um, that was not the case for the original script. And apparently this scene is one of the few scenes that made it through that was like in the original horror movie. So like, that's why it feels, and I even turned, I was even like, that's a genuinely creepy story. Like it's like a creepypasta. Yeah. It feels like an online creepypasta. Like, Oh, my dad disappeared on Christmas day. We thought he ran away and and all ditched us all but then we started smelling something weird in the chimney next thing you know they find a dead body in the fucking chimney holding get pris- christmas presents dressed as santa and it's her dad like that's a genuinely creepy fucking story but in this movie with everything happening around it i was laughing so hard i literally stood up and had to walk away because i was laughing so hard <laughs> Yeah, that that was the part where I was like, I don't know what I missed, but what the hell just happened? Yeah, that was. And then amazing. they cut away, and they never, not it never comes back up. Nope. And then pretty soon after that, uh, that's when Mrs. Deagle dies. Um, and I love it how she has this scene where she literally is like, she sees them coming up, and she goes, "They've come for me." I knew that. <laughs> like she knew this would happen. Like this. Like this. Like this exact thing. Oh, I knew that these fucking tiny gremlins were coming to get me. I saw it in the prophecy. Like, her reaction is so fucking funny to this. Like, I knew this was coming. 
Yeah. She that, just that, flying that, out of the window. <laughs> that was a wild ride. It was great. And I, I like it how even with this movie, you were kind of like, weren't sure if she was dead. You were like, nah, she's not dead. Like, <laughs> this movie's too And then goofy. they're like, nah, she's dead. Nah, she's dead. She dead. She a bad person. She dead. Um, yeah, I, uh, but yeah, so it all, it all kind of ends with basically them being like white people bad. You, you know, learn your lesson. <laughs> I, I, apparently I haven't learned the lesson either. Yep. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, did you have any final notes written on there? Uh, I want to kind of wrap this up. I, I actually need to be getting to bed here soon. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give it a rating. Mm. Uh, as a Christmas movie and being something that I can see, like, again, like you being like, oh, you know, I, I watch this with the family every year is kind of like a thing. Okay. I'll put it at like a, a seven. You know, it, it was enjoyable. It had a plot. There was interesting things that made me think. Um, and I, I like what they did with it. If I was just watching this as a standalone movie, I would probably give it closer to, oh, uh, I guess maybe still like a, a five and a half or six, just mm -hmm. because, but I think it's, it's the dated part. I think that's what it is for like a 2022, yeah. like, cause I didn't watch this as a kid. So as an adult watching it, like, again, like, as soon as when he was, like, foreigners right out the bat, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. But again, like, I, I don't, I, I mean, I do, I do feel the datedness. Like I said, I think for me, it was the big, like, Eastern, the, the, the Oriental mysticism. Because I'm starting to notice that so much in the 90s movies, where it's like, yeah. they really used... Like the magic of the Chinese, the magic of the Korean, the magic of the Vietnamese, like this, this Eastern, like, oh, we don't know much about this culture. So it's always magic. It's very weird. And it's a little racist. And I don't like that. The, the guy being racist, though, in the movie, like the four, that didn't rub me the wrong way too much because that was clearly his character. Like he had a Nixon yeah, poster movie plot. on the raw, that, on it, the wall. You know what I mean? On the raw. Yeah. Uh, I swear Ugh. to God, that was an accident. I'm tired. I swear to God. Um, but I even said to you, I felt like I felt like someone in the 80s would probably think he was too on the nose. But now we're just kind of like, like, oh, he's a racist. Like, I, like, because I feel like that's the equivalent of having someone in a movie now who's like a really big Trump supporter who's like, oh, well, we need to get that wall built. Get that wall built. You know, like that. If you had someone in a movie just like that, I feel like it would literally be the same character archetype, but for modern 40 years later. Like, am I wrong? Yeah, that, you know what that, I mean? That, yeah. Um, okay. So, so, yeah, that that is our review. And, yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't get my rating. I didn't get my rating. So, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I don't hold as much of the datedness against it as a film. Um, excuse me. There are there is some parts of it that do not hold up, obviously. Uh, but off of pure enjoyment, I might still give it like a six or seven out of ten. But for me personally, like I'm gonna give it an eight, uh, so that like I'm gonna give it a B, uh, maybe even like a B plus, because I really really love the practical effects. I love the pacing everything moves so quickly 
Uh, the acting is super cheesy, but it's really good. And there's not really like other than Corey Feldman and the guy from fucking the Santa <laughs> Claus, there aren't really many known actors in it for like a Spielberg movie. So having these kind of no name people, like you can feel the cheesiness. Uh, yeah, I, 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 give it, I give it a solid B to B plus eight leaning towards a nine. <laughs> I like it. And uh, now I get to give you your recommendation for next week. Yes, lay it on me, sir. A silent voice. A silent voice. Okay, hold on. Let me let me Google this yeah. real quick because this is good. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what this exactly. is. Exactly. 2016. A recent one. Yup. A silent. I knew. Literally. Fucking god damn it. Literally, Audrey. <laughs> Audrey was like, how long until he fucking suggests an anime? And I was like, uh, it'll take a couple weeks. It'll take a couple weeks nope. to get to an anime. And now here we are, two weeks in. Uh, okay, all right. A Silent Voice, uh, produced by Iharu Ohashi, based on a story by Yoshitoki Oima. I'm probably butchering these names. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Oh wow. It is two hours and ten minutes. Holy shit. Wow, that's that's long for an animated movie? Holy I'm crap. I'm not gonna lie. I did not realize it was that long. No, I mean I'm not even complaining. I'm just saying, like, technically that's impressive. It must have taken long for them to Oh yeah, that that's where I'm like, wow, they they did a yeah, I'm not going to do a thing away, but yeah, like that takes a lot of work. Yeah, to I shouldn't, those kind I shouldn't animated. be looking at the Wikipedia too much. I was just looking at the, the writers and stuff. Oh, I didn't look yeah, at any yeah, plot or anything. I'm going to go in this blind. Uh, okay. All right. Where can I find it? Uh, is it Crunchyroll? Uh, or... so if you, yeah. And if you need to, I can give you um, access to my Crunchyroll account. Okay. Um, I think I can still add on more people. So that way, if I reckon, recommend anything on it, you have access to it. If you want to watch that one together as well. Uh, if there's time, I'm open to it. But if not, then yeah, I'll definitely get you uh, the Crunchyroll access. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll try to set something up. Because I know this upcoming weekend is Christmas. So it'll be a little Grimace. tough to try to set something up. But we'll try. Um, but either way, yep. yes, I will watch that for sure. All right. And so next week, we will be talking about a silent voice. Uh, a boom, bada, other boom. Yes. Thank you guys so much again. Please join the Discord. Uh, we will have the link in the description on Spotify Minus. and YouTube app. And as well, also join our subreddit. It is reddit.com backslash r slash neon valley pod. That is r slash neon valley pod. Submit your favorite memes, questions, everything you like. Uh, read the rules. Never talk about Joseph. We're, we're looking forward to, to becoming our Val pal. Don't talk about Joseph. <laughs> Anything you want to plug before we uh, leave here, Mitchell? Uh, I'll be dropping a new song January 1st, so uh, look forward to that. Hell yeah, January 1st, new Suku track. Dope. All right. Back at it like bad traffic. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye now. Bye.